0: How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Amy Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve.
1: on everybody welcome to the trainer revenue multiplier podcast as always i am your host jamie filer and i am joined today by my favorite co-host i'm allowed to say that matthew park how are you sir
0: i am doing amazing filer it's good to see your smiling face i love doing podcast with you because you're absolutely amazing to do podcasts. i feel like we just like bounce off all these awesome ideas together with your powerful amazing brain but you're in canada right now you're like in you're north of the border
1: I am. I am. Just until tomorrow, I can't believe how quickly a week flew by. It was a, a very clear indicator of how much fun I was having, that it didn't even feel like a week, honestly.
0: Well, I can see the nice, beautiful trees in the background. The Canadian maple trees kind of back Yeah, there, in the back.
1: yeah absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So you go back tomorrow. You've been in Canada for a week. Are you missing Canada, Jamie?
1: I am. Uh yeah. particularly during this season. I don't miss Canada between November and April. Um, but you know, Canada is beautiful and, and there are no seasons in Florida. So it's nice to catch summer here and fall. Yeah.
0: I love it. Absolutely love it. Well, we have a pretty awesome podcast. They, of course, topic you've had, you've been teaching in gold for the last couple of weeks. It's a hot topic, Eugene.
1: Yeah, it's it's really important. And this was the first semester of TRM where we've actually taught it. At first, we considered it a little more high level. Uh, We were presenting it in platinum. Well, specifically, Amanda was presenting it in platinum. But we realized that really standard operating procedures are something you need even before you start a business, let alone once you have one and it's already started to grow.
0: 100%. You know, I am put together some amazing trains you were teaching in gold. They were absolutely phenomenal. It's just cool to see um, how much now that we've got this in the new training that you've been teaching in gold, how much people and members are, are receptive to the actual new stuff. They're like, oh my goodness, this is so powerful. So amazing. Even our coaches that are doing six figures, they're leveling up with higher level stuff, which absolutely mm-hmm. is phenomenal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's something that regardless of where you are in your business, whether it's, three, four, five, six, seven figures, your SOP should be ever evolving because clearly your business has evolved and with every level of your growth should come another level of how you need things done or how you want things done.
0: So what's your definition, Jamie, of what an SOP would mean in your eyes?
1: To me, uh, an SOP in my eyes is something written down that clearly explains the way part of your business operates. Uh, The best way to explain it is whether you go to McDonald's in Montreal, Canada, Toronto, St. Pete, Florida, uh, you know, somewhere in Europe, a Big Mac is always made the same way, right? There is a formula, there is a structure to how the Big Mac is made. And you can explain uh, to, to somebody the layers, literally the layers of a Big Mac, right and it's not they're not going to flip it around in france and turn it on No, no no like again regardless of where you're going there's an sop for the creation of a big mac uh your business should be the same people should know exactly what they're getting and what to expect whether they're being delivered it by you or by your assistant or by your virtual assistant your company should look the same in all areas of the world
0: I love that. I love that. What do you think is probably one of the most important, Jamie? Like, when you think of the SOP in your eyes, what part of it do you think has been the most impact? Like, you know, of course, you can cover many layers in the SOPs, right? But what part has there been one part that was almost like when you got that in your SOP, it really helped your business grow a lot faster and a lot better.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're jumping ahead, but I love this because we can always we can always work backwards. It's setting the standards. So for example, you know, creating an SOP for the flow of a compatibility call was really important. But as soon as I set the standard for how many compatibility calls I want my setter to book for me, how many compatibility calls I expect my assistant coaches to book for themselves every week, that was a game changer. Because it's all well and good to have the structure, but if you don't have... going to sound harsh, but if you don't have a code to enforce it, what good is it? Right? Like, okay, great. Everyone in the restaurant knows how to make a Big Mac, but you have no customers to sell to. So again, setting those standards for how many conversations I want you to start every day, uh, how many calls I want you to pitch, how many calls I want you to book, how many sales I want you to close. It's important to know how to start conversations, how to pitch calls, how to book said calls and how to close said clients, but you need numbers so that you actually have the people to practice on.
0: I love that. I love that. That's so good. And as part of the SOP, Jamie, I know obviously you we, we taught that like this week and last week in the goal program. Um, there was actually, was there seven? It was one, two, three. There were seven areas we talked about, I believe, seven sections that Amanda had made and also you taught um, in the program um, with the first one being purpose and method. Mm -hmm. and so forth. Um, would you say that's probably one of the most important ones? Do you think with the the SOP process? What do you think, Jamie?
1: I do, because it's essentially the first thing that whomever's going to read your SOP will understand about the nature of your business. Mm -hmm. And it's going to dictate, right? Like if you walk into my house, Matthew, and I immediately say, Whoa, take your shoes off. This isn't a farm. Mm -hmm. You pretty much know how your visit in my house is going to go, right? Or if I'm like, hey, make yourself at home, Matthew. I've got slippers if you want, or you can keep your shoes on. I don't care as long as you're comfortable. Again, you'll get a sense for how I run my home.
0: Yeah.
1: So if your SOP doesn't come with personality and how you want your business governed, it's going to be a free for all. Right. Like your assistant coaches, your setters, your VAs are going to talk to clients, prospects, friends, however they want, not however you want.
0: That's a very good point. I like that point about the standard part, which also probably relate to core values, correct?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Like one of my uh, the first core value is transparent communication which is important because then, you know, as soon as my assistant coach is reading my SOP, if they're like, this is not congruent for me, they've done a great job of adhering to the core value of of transparent communication. If they're like, this sales script sounds very salesy, I'll be like, cool, cool. What can we do to make it more congruent? How can we make it sound like something you'd feel comfortable saying to someone else? So going through the SOP, you have to come at it with the eyes and the ears of the, and the heart of the core values of your business.
0: Mm, mm. I like one part you mentioned about how the way it sounded, what you kind of described it, it was almost like there's always, it's always open for enhancement, you mm. know, always open for improvement. Like for example, it sort of comes in sees an improvement, boom, make an adjustment. So would you say that the SOP is always evolving?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. It is, it is, it should be written. Well, should be written online, but in pencil rather than pen, if you know what I mean, right? Like it's not carved in stone at all. Um, so 100%, it should be fluid. It should be open to change, not necessarily open to interpretation. Again, mm-hmm. that's why we have standards and that's why we have KPIs, um, but it should definitely be open to growth.
0: I like that. I yeah. like that. Well one also one thing that I noticed when we, we were teaching of course gold here recently was Amanda's um examples were very much color oriented as well. Even though color is like it seems very basic but you know hers had a really unique color coordination to them, correct?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, which um you know everyone I think if you've ever attended a call you could guess what the colors of of the AJF branding is and I think that's amazing. Right? I could probably draw her logo just by memory because Uh, I see her on our calls and she always has that neon sign in the background and I've seen her, her merch, uh, and, and I've seen the AJF logo on it. Same with TRM, right? Like I could draw that with my eyes closed. Um, so it's really important to have consistent branding, logos, slogans, mottos, whatever you want to call them across the board.
0: I love that. I love that. Is there anything in SOPs that, you know, um, that you want more, almost like a beginner to know, like if a beginner comes into this, into this call, they're like, oh my gosh, SOP sounds so big, sounds so heavy and intense. Where would you have them start?
1: i have not I mean, I'd have them start with Amanda's. Um, I think starting with why you need one. And, and I don't think enough people realize it. I mean, one of the reasons, Matthew, that you and I can take off half an hour in the middle of our day to record this podcast is because we're not glued to our responses or our, right. Like we, we have flexibility and freedom in our schedule and you're soon, going to soon experience a lot more of that once you go to the Cayman islands and it's, you know, there's going to be some bureaucracy that you deal with and admin stuff, but you've created SOPs and your McDonald's runs like a you know again like a conveyor belt we all know what time to log on we all have the links and the logins in case you can't make it the sop is just there so for those people who are like oh it just seems like it'd be so much work okay but it seems like it'd be more work never to be able to take off of work because you can't have anyone step into your shoes if you're the only one who can do what you do we have a problem that's when you that's that's when and why you you need an sop
0: it's so funny, last Thursday when I was heading to Orlando for the a- A4M conference, and I was mm-hmm. like, I love being on Thursday calls. Like, I just, I almost say it's like my high for the week when I come on M calls. Yeah. I knew Jamie and Isaac were going to be on there, and I'm like, listen, you have the format, you got to process, like, you guys just, like, take the reins and take the leaders and the whole client base. And it's like, I wasn't even there. So it's like, that's how, it's almost like it's a pride, but also um, peace of mind. Yeah, you, know, you guys just you know like just rock it like with so much power and awesomeness. So, um, and that of course took time to foster that kind of you know growth over time, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's I guess really important to mention also is that just because you understand how your business works doesn't mean everyone else is going to understand it or even be able to implement it right away. You know, um, it's funny, doctor. I had Doctor Jen Melancon in mm-hmm. my breakout room. Uh, for our group coaching call today. And she said she wants to take in an already established skilled therapist because she runs a very high level PT practice and she doesn't want some baby fresh out of whatever PT school joining her practice. But the flip side there is that a highly skilled professional PT is gonna come in with their idea of already knowing how to run a business or how to do uh, physical therapy. So Dr. Jen needs an SOP saying, listen, I respect you as a professional, but it's my business, yeah. right? So again, um, you need this for your people because otherwise it's just going to be a free-for-all.
0: That is so true. That is so true. So um, kind of going down the chain of the seven sections, Jamie, I know we talked about purpose and method. Also, you mentioned standard. Obviously, was a big one. Um, let's kind of dive into the marketing and side of things. So like how deep would you say is a good depth to go in like laying out marketing in the SOP?
1: If, if you don't have a lead gen problem and you're booking six to eight calls every day and signing six to 10 clients every month, don't bother with marketing. If this doesn't sound like your life, you're going to have to figure out marketing. Uh, and that starts with your message. So again, I help, I optimize, we transform, right? Whatever it is, again, your entire team should be congruent with that marketing message. And then who is going to cover what platforms Mm -hmm. are we going to, you know, is so-and-so already big on TikTok. So they're going to maximize their platform whereby your YouTube personality and this person is on Twitch. So heck, why not? Um, And then again, it distills from there. How many times per week are they going to post? Have they already established what their particular demographics pain points are and what they want, what their goals, hopes, and dreams are? Because again, we want some problem aware and solution aware posts. So marketing is everything, but it doesn't just have to be social media, right? If um, again, Josh Thomas, great example, his assistant coach works part-time at a Sprout's which is very similar to Whole Foods, a lot of natural, organic, um, uh, um, oh my gosh, like over-the-counter supplements. He would be amazing in talking to people every single day. What fantastic marketing, right? So Josh is going to assign this guy marketing in person, right? Setting up demos for a particular supplement, or maybe if Sprouts ever had some sort of, A big parking lot block party, of course, Josh would set up a banner or a mini booth. So there are so many different directions you can go with marketing, but people just have to know where they stand with it.
0: I love that. And what's so cool about that, Jamie, is that, you know, the reason we have SOPs near the end of TRM is because literally they're building all of this stuff Mm. throughout the whole TRM gold program.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So SOPs, all of a sudden you're just kind of plugging and playing with things. Um, in the SOPs, but like you're bang on in like the marketing, you know you might have again your ideal client, but you might have a secondary ideal client, but you have your primary ideal client, and you've broken into like Demi's talked about. But now your team, whether it's your first VA you're hiring or your your next coach you're hiring, now can look at the the marketing process you have, mm-hmm. whether, whether it's a one page or a two page, whatever you've got, and they're going to be clear pretty quickly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what Absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing I will say, especially regarding clarity, is don't hand away to someone something you've never done yourself. Like if Josh has never set up a booth and talked to people at a farmer's market or a Sprouts in real life, it's very hard to write an SOP for someone else about it. Um, So I would recommend that whether it's cold DMs on Instagram, making TikToks, Again, setting up a booth in real life, asking for a referral via email, Mm -hmm. do it yourself like a hundred times. Well, obviously like don't set up a hundred booths, but you know what I mean? Like be super comfortable with it so that it's going to be so seamless for you to write it down. That being said, Alvin had such a good point at the end of the group call today where he said, listen, if someone else is better at you and then at... Is better than you at doing something and they've done it a million times. Have them write out the SOP for how they've done it in a working manner and then just add your touches to it, which I thought was so brilliant. So if Justin has run 100 booths at 100 farmers markets, he could write Josh's SOP for that section for him.
0: That is so true. Oh my gosh, so true. Easier to replicate, hundred percent easier to replicate. Makes complete sense. No, definitely, right. definitely. I love that. Um, let's kind of go over a couple of skim a couple. Of, we have consultation, sales, coaching, and metrics. Right? Mm-hmm. You mentioned KPIs. Uh, now with KPIs and so forth, Jamie, like that obviously is a pretty important you know indicator when it comes to SOPs for our coaching and, and coaching in general, right? Yeah. With KPIs. Um, Name areas or basic areas if you could on what around metrics would be really important to have an SOP for the, for the coaching SOP.
1: So I want everyone who's listening to take this with a grain of salt because my coaching business has been built organically 90% from, uh, Instagram. So my, my lens that I look at lead gen from is mostly Instagram. Now, that being said, I, I, ask for referrals. Still, I have created a lead magnet or several still. Um, so in terms of KPIs, the majority of what I have is based on Instagram. So I've told my assistant coaches, uh, how many conversations per week would be considered under average at average above average or exceeding average. Mm -hmm. And then as I mentioned, right from conversation started, we want pitched calls, booked calls, closed calls. We want um, back-end conversions. So that means after the initial contract is up, how many of them did you renew? So there's a certain percentage, not a certain number, right? Because if I were to tell you uh, that I want you renewing 60 people per month, but there's only 20 on your roster, that wouldn't make sense. So there's a percentage. Um, uh, Preventing cancellations within the first three months another important metric how many testimonials i want you collecting each month that is a flat like a flat rate number uh frequency of asking for referrals and then of course just straight posting right Mm -hmm. i want you posting more than three times in our facebook group uh and on your own social media platforms and i specified instagram but if they wanted you know, double up and do TikTok or YouTube shorts. That's totally fine. So those are my key metrics.
0: So guys take notes sir. guys, that's like, <laughs> a, a a one
1: the 30 <laughs> seconds and write that all down.
0: It's like, watch it back three or four times, guys, record it, watch it again, make more notes. And now you have your KPIs for your BC your SOP.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. But again, if people don't know what they're shooting for, right. If, if, Tim Hortons doesn't have a framework for how many coffees sold that they want every day or what, you know, that they want every customer getting their order within 20 seconds. And that is a standard. Mm-hmm. Then people are just going to, you know, muck around behind the counter and you don't want your people doing that.
0: 100%. One thing with SOPs guys, for those watching, whether you have one or you don't, or you building one right now, currently it's, it is a process you're going to be going through. That's going to keep continually going on for your business. Yeah. Um, and, As mentioned, your first place definitely is getting the core values, the method, the purpose down, the vision down. Just to have an idea of, as you flush everything down the chain out, and it might only be half a page for every item for now, just to get the ball going. And you can always add more or refine more as you keep building it.
1: That's exactly it. Again, it is not, your business is not stuck in stone right now. I hope, I wish, I pray that you are continuing to grow. And as you do, your SOP has to. There's there's no option.
0: I love it. Any last thoughts you want to mention regarding SOPs or um, h- how to use it, how to build it, how to implement the SOPs? Um, just any other thoughts that come to mind for you that you'd like to share?
1: Um, no, not yet. But I would love if you wouldn't mind... Quickly going back over the seven elements so people could write them down. Sure. Uh, guys, please, this is that point of the podcast where you push pause, take out a pen and paper, or just use the notes in your phone and write down these seven chapters and then feel free to flesh them out yourself.
0: I love it, Jamie, 100%. So we call these guys the SOP framework, and it's going to be over seven areas. And as you talked about, the first area we have is vision, purpose, and method, which also will include your core values as well. That's number one. Number two is your standards. So standards of practice, standards of dress codes, you know, language, um, you know, things that of course you're gonna have in your company that really kind of, you know, raise the bar, keep the bar mm-hmm. at a certain level. Number three is marketing. So you're going to break down your marketing process, like Jay mentioned, ideal client, uh, all that kind of stuff, pain points, desires. Really kind of learn the avatar and so forth. Uh, Four is consultation process. Looking at, of course, how do you conduct consults? How are they in person, online, virtually? What is the process there? What is all the the GM as far as what people will need or the team will need to conduct those? Uh, Five is sales process which comes into your sales funnel, your sales, the way you conduct sales calls, the way you follow up, all that good stuff. Coaching. Coaching comes into, you know, if, of course, if you eventually have your own coaches, what is the coaching process there? All that kind of stuff. And the last part is metrics or and or invoicing or compensation you're going to be having in your business model, whether it's you or a team um, or a VA. And really kind of those are, your, those are your seven layers you're going to have that you can, again, you can just keep it very simple and just have a paragraph for each to start and then add on that as you keep building it.
1: I love that. Guys, uh, I was about to end it, but Matthew, you were an incredible host. Holy crap. Wow. Wow. Thank you for that. Thank you for all the great questions.
0: You like hammered it with like, honestly, it was one of those things where you kept nailing it with like so much like, oh my gosh, this is actually a training here. I'm like, (laughs) I better go back and make make more notes on this training. mm -hmm. (laughs) You're getting all this value for free, but if you want to get it in depth, you can just go to TRM, you know, and join our TM Bowl program, guys. I'm just saying, we're just saying here, Jamie will be on their mentoring.
1: Yeah. Just saying.
0: You know. <laughs> Any last thoughts, Jamie, before we close out this wonderful show today?
1: Uh, absolutely no problem whatsoever, Matthew. No extra thoughts. You were great.
0: So are you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're like the killer when it comes to finishing off the podcast. You're like the master blaster. So, um, you know, I'll, if you want to kind of round it off with them, where they can follow us. Of course. A-
1: yes, 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 yes. Uh, guys, if you liked what you heard or what you saw, please follow us. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, like it, rate it, share it on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at Trainer Revenue Multiplier. That's our name across the board. We look forward to having you on the next podcast as well. And until then, we will see you on the next episode.
0: Thanks, Jamie. That was so freaking good, as always. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Trainer Revenue Multiplier show. If you love today's episode, head on over to Trainer Revenue Multiplier on the iTunes and Spotify and subscribe to the show today.